Sun Devils Hoops is off to a solid start to the year. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the takeaways we've seen through six games on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day. And, of course, a shout-out to my everydayers who are here every day. Remember, wherever you're getting your podcast, to hit like, subscribe, and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. You can stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. All right, guys. So we got a little bit of hoops to talk about, switching it up. Um, For what it's worth, I will open up with this. Jordan Clark, defensive back for the football team, has announced his intentions to enter the transfer portal. He has one year of eligibility left as a graduate player. So, you know, it's a really big bummer to lose him. I will be hoping and praying with my fingers crossed that he somehow decides to come out of the portal and uh, stay at Arizona State. We, we've seen it before. Uh, BJ Green did it last year, two years ago. Omar Norman Lott did it. Jemai Neal did it. Like, it, it's not impossible, but we'll see what happens. So that's just your little update. I did post a quick little YouTube short about it, and then I also posted it on Twitter. We'll probably get more into detail on it either tomorrow or probably next week when we start taking a look at the transfer portal, which officially opens up on Monday, but wanted to make you guys aware of that before we get started. So now we're going to talk some Sun Devils basketball because this team is interesting. They're they're off to a four and two start. Not terrible, but their two losses have been a little frustrating and their four wins are against quality teams. Like they're out of conference teams, but they're teams that have been pretty solid. Texas Southern last year took down Arizona State. Uh, They were a really quality team for the majority of the year. Uh, UMass Lowell, I don't think they've been elite, but I was under the impression that they've been pretty solid. Sam Houston has made the tournament a couple of times, including an upset win over Baylor a few years ago. And then Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt. But there, there's some solid wins in there. Not elite wins, but there's solid wins in there. But then your two losses, you've got Mississippi State and you got BYU. And quite frankly, those were pretty bad losses for the team. There was a lot of things that went wrong in those games. So when you look at the start to the year, I think it's really easy to sit there and kind of be pessimistic and like, oh, well, ASU doesn't have a quality win or they have two really crappy losses. And you're not wrong for that. I think that there's silver lining to these wins. Like at the end of the day, you're four and two. It's not like the this is a bad basketball team. It's just you're waiting for them to really turn that corner. But some of the good that you can take from the first six games of the year, I think the biggest thing that stands out has to be the the quality of the shots they're taking this year. Like, it feels like a lot more 
is falling through for Arizona State this year. They're shooting 41.4% from the field, which I understand isn't elite. It's it's not like the best teams in, in the country, but it's a step in the right direction for the team. And so many of the guys are taking better shots. And it starts with Jose Perez, who's another guy I wanted to highlight. Jose Perez is shooting 46.8% from the field, man. Like, that's the kind of production that you're looking for out of one of your top scores is somebody that you feel can reliably get you those points. And like, he's, he's not just somebody that's just shooting really well, but he's somebody that's able to drive. He gets his layups. He's able to get onto the line, which is a huge, huge component of his game is being able to find himself on the free throw line. He's, he's one of the most consistent players in that regard for the team. Um, on the year, he is averaging 6.7 free throw attempts. And that's pretty dang good, man. For you to get those and one opportunities, it's it's a massive boon to the team. The unfortunate thing is he's not been great at converting those, but we'll talk about that a little later on in the podcast. Jose Perez has been pretty rock solid for the team, though. And surprisingly, uh, Alonzo Gaffney has been off to a pretty solid start to the year. Gaffney, not the most consistent player, as we know, and there's been a lot of ups and a lot of downs for him, but he has 31 points over the last two games, which included a 19-point outburst against Vanderbilt, and he's getting on the court, and he's been starting for the team, and for the most part, he's been pretty rock solid, and he's got some good defense as well. Uh, He is actually leading the team in blocks with 1.8 blocks per game. He looks solid. So you're getting good production out of out of those two. Frankie Collins has been a pretty solid player for you, um, averaging 11.5 a game, 40% from the field. You still wish that you could get more from him as a shooter, but leading to my next point, the defense still looks really good. And Frankie Collins is at the forefront of that. Frankie Collins averaging three and a half steals a game, his defense is tight, man. Like for for a dude who is small in terms of on the court at 6'1, 185, he's somebody that is not afraid to press you. He gets up, he's in your face, he's very active. He looks good. He looks like one of the one of the best defenders on the team, if not potentially the best defender on the team. I wouldn't put it past him. He's been very, very rock solid for you this year. But a lot of guys have been able to step up and do their jobs. Uh, Kamari Lance is somebody that has intrigued me. Sean Phillips has only played three games this year, but when Phillips was on the court, he felt like Warren Washington last year. Just that big body presence and somebody that you felt was going to be a potential really good player down the stretch of the year. Hopefully he comes back sooner rather than later, but... When he does get back on the court, I do think that he's looked pretty dang good. But again, the defense as a whole has looked good to me. And Frankie Collins at the forefront of that. Collins, as we talked about heading into the year, was one of those players where we're like, if he can just become a more consistent like point scorer, he can do a little bit of everything. He's a great distributor. He runs the point. He has good defense. He's... One of the guys that's able to get everyone involved, he's averaging 3.8 assists per game. He can do it. He can do a little bit of everything. He's leading the team in rebounds at 5.3. We'll talk about rebounds a little later. 
he he does so many things for you. So if he's able to finally take that take that next step and turn the corner as a consistent point scorer, like you're talking about one of the better players on this team and arguably the most complete player on this team. I feel like right now Frankie is still behind Jose. He's still behind Jemiah Neal. I, he might even be behind Alonzo Gaffney right now. And this, this is just in terms of point scoring. Let me go ahead and clarify that. Collins has the potential to be the most well-rounded player on this team. I mean, he's leading the team in rebounds, assists, and steals per game. And he's still averaging 11 and a half points per game. If he takes that next step and turns that corner, feels like he could be a very good player. But that feels like the case for the vast majority of this team. Uh, you've just had some really quality shooting this year. The defense has still been really good. And you've got some great performances going on right now from Jose Perez, from Alonzo Gaffney, from Frankie Collins. I didn't really mention Jemiah Neal. He's not been overly consistent to start the year. But you still see those flashes of what made us so excited about him coming into the year. He's been double-digit figures five out of six games this year. I feel like we're just waiting for him to take over a game. That's where I'm kind of at with Jemiah is I love him to pieces. Anybody who watches this show knows I'm a massive Jemiah Neal fan. I'm just waiting for him to take that next step forward and become the superstar that I believe he can be and that a lot of people believe he can be. But you've got a lot of guys that are doing good things for you right now. I think there's a lot of youth here that they're trying to get involved. Akil Watson and uh, Braylon Green are getting on the court a little bit. Uh, they've seen a little bit of uptick recently. But the bottom line, I feel like this team as a whole is starting to get things figured out. Hopefully they can start snowballing and really turn into the potential team that we know they can be. want to talk to you guys about our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're in the speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for with the eBay guarantee, guarantee fit as well. Because with that guaranteed fit, the part as you can guess, is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Guys, I don't know if I've told you about this yet, but... Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here and covering the top stories of the day with our local experts at Locked On and our national shows that are covering every league, football, basketball, baseball, hockey. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I've checked it out. Pretty cool. Not going to lie. All right, let's go ahead and hop right back into our conversation now we're going to take a look at some of the bad from this team and again this is i won't call it an overreaction because this is certainly accurate to what we're seeing but there's a lot of time for this to change that being said 
the biggest thing that stands out to me is rebounds, man. They have got to be more aggressive off the glass. It feels like this team, I won't call them scared because that's not accurate at all, but I'm waiting for them to take that corner as a team that with the defense they have is going to be attacking the basket more. And this is definitely on the defensive side of things. I want to see the defensive rebounds kind of step up. Last night against Sam Houston, great. That was a great performance in terms of being able to attack the glass. Now, they were still out-rebounded, which still a problem. But you're taking that step in the right direction. You need somebody that's going to be that kind of star or stud for you when it comes to rebounding. And again, to bring up Sean Phillips, he was averaging six a game in the three games that he appeared. Hopefully he gets back on the court sooner rather than later, because having him on the court as that big man, that big presence is going to be a massive boon for your ability to get those boards. But the rest of the team needs to be able to step up as well. Frankie Collins leading the team with um, 5.3 rebounds per game. The thing with that is Collins is 6-1 and he's leading the team in rebounds. Why is the guy who's smaller than everybody else out rebounding those guys? It's not it's not a bad thing that Frankie is leading the team. It's why is it not the big guys? Why is it not the dudes that have the frame to be able to attack the glass better? Like Frankie Collins being a great rebounder is awesome. I'm not complaining about that. What I am quote-unquote complaining about is how come nobody else is doing this? That's what I want to see change. I want to see our bigger guys. I want to see Gaffney become a more consistent rebounder. I want to see Jemiah Neal take that step forward as a complete player, but also be a more consistent rebounder. I would love to see our big guys on the team that are able to step up as well. Um, I really like what I've seen out of Akil Watson. I'm curious what the plan is for him moving forward. I just want to see more consistency out of the, out of the big guys on this team when it comes to attacking the boards. What I think is also a major problem with this team is the free throw shooting because, oh my goodness, you can get to the line as much as you want. If you're not converting them, that's a problem. I mentioned Jose Perez earlier is getting to getting to the line 6.7 times per game, but he's making 4.3 of them. So he is he is shooting 65% from the line. Now, to put that in, pers- in perspective for you guys, that is third on the team for guys that are playing 20-plus minutes a game. Kamari Lance is leading the team with 70.6 uh, shooting from the line. But to put that in perspective, he's getting to the line uh, 2.8 times per game, significantly less than Jose Perez's. Jemiah Neal has been a pretty solid free throw shooter, getting to the line uh, two times a game, 1.3, kind of the same thing as Kamari lands. Like you need these guys to be able to, get those extra opportunities because that's where a lot of your points is going to come from because this is a team that once again is not scoring points. They're only averaging 66.5 points per game this year. 
And they've got some stinkers in there against BYU and against Mississippi State, which are very quality basketball teams. That's got to change. And part of that is being able to convert your extra opportunities. Sun Devils aren't doing that right now. And when you're not taking advantage of those of those opportunities to get your and ones, you're just leaving points up on the board. And that is going to be so detrimental to you moving forward as a team. You have got to find a way to be a better free throw shooting team. Those are those are the easiest ways for you to accumulate your points. Perhaps the most frustrating thing has been the deep ball. And I'll preface it with this. I don't think that being a dominant three-point team is more important than being a team that is shooting consistently around the entirety of the court. To me, what I want to see is a team that's able to string together consistency across across the field. So field goal percentage, that's the one I care about the most. Love the deep ball. Got to improve your free throw percentage. But I have said this before on the podcast many a times. You live and die by the three. Right, wrong, or indifferent. That is that is where everything matters the most, is your ability to shoot the deep ball. And the Sun Devils are not doing that right now. Jose Perez leading the team with 50%, which, you know, it's pretty solid until you consider he is averaging 0.7 three, th- uh, three throws, three-point shots per game. He's not shooting the deep ball, which is fine because he's a great underneath shooter. Everything inside the line, he's converting. But that should not be the guy that is the best deep ball shooter for you. Zane Meeks has also been really solid, 46.2%, but he's playing eight minutes a game. Zane Meeks is definitely someone I would love to see get more involved. He looks like a lot of fun. But from your guys that are playing significant time, Kamari Lands is leading the team at 28.6% from deep. And I got news for you. Kamari Lands has been one of the more frustrating deep shooters, I would say. Uh, He's averaging three and a half attempts per game, converting one of them. So he's, he's, I, I won't call him like all or nothing because I do think there's a lot of good that brings that Kamari brings to the table. I don't want him to turn into another Des Cambridge Jr. where he is that all or nothing player because we love Des. Des was a lot of fun, but the problem was Des was jacking up shots and you're like, what are you doing? I don't want any player to get to that point. And right now it feels like you might be trending towards that point because nobody is converting the deep ball right now. And when you can't convert the deep ball, your offense is going to sputter especially when you start getting down and you feel forced to start going to that route. So it's great that the team is shooting really good in in the field. I love that. That's, to me, the most important thing. But again, you live and die by the three. And right now, the Sun Devils are not converting from deep. And when you're not able to do that, you're just going to find yourselves in situations where you're just digging your own grave and you're making it more and more difficult to come back in games. Sundals have to find a way to be a better three-point shooting team because 27.9% as a unit is just pitiful at best. 
They've got to be able to improve in that significantly if they are going to turn that corner and be a competitive team as a whole. Guys, I want to talk to you about, about talk to you about prize picks now. Prize picks are the most fun that I've had winning 25 times my money this football season. And now with basketball season two, I can go ahead and join the special leagues, which is a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. An example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three points made and receptions. The best part about price picks is if you want to play along some of the big name players like rapper Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Schultz, you can. You can find them in the community plays under the promos tab of the app to view their entries and other entries from the biggest names in the price fix community every week. Remember I told you that was the best part? Well, turns out I lied because price fix offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if a player gets injured. So for football and basketball games, if you have a player that ends, exits in the first half and they don't return in the second half, that player is rebooted and price fix. They're the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy, quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types is what makes price fix number one in daily fantasy sports apps. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and use the promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars price fix daily fantasy sports made easy. Again, I want to shout out the brand new locked on sports today, 24 seven streaming channel It is it's so cool guys. It's totally unique. It's the first ever of its kind. It's 24 seven covering the top stories of the day with our local experts at locked on our national shows that are covering every league. So basketball, football, baseball, hockey, it's all covered. Just go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. We're going to go ahead and close it out now with the takeaways from this team. And we'll go ahead and start with this is this team is still gelling. They're still getting some things figured out. And that was something we always were going to expect coming into this year because you were looking at basically a brand new team, man. Like you had Jemai Neal and Frankie Collins coming back as the most what's the word they had the most minutes per game last year that were coming back and Alonzo Gaffney was in that in that threshold too but you had Jose Perez coming in you had Sean Phillips Kamari Lance Zane Meeks Malachi Davis Bryson Long like there was a lot of new faces that were coming to this team that were expected do have significant playing time. And you've seen that Jose Perez is leading the team with 32 and a half minutes a game. There's a lot of guys that are getting a lot of time on the court. Even the freshmen, you know, Braylon Green, Braylon Green and Akil Watson are also guys that are getting quite a bit of time on the court. And with that, you need to have some patience and understand that it's probably going to be a team that's going through highs and lows. And lo and behold, that's exactly what we're seeing this year is some peaks and valleys. We've seen some really good games out of this team, but we've seen some bad games out of this team. Nothing more evident than the first game of the year against Mississippi State. What a surprise. A team that's got so many new faces is struggling to build that chemistry. It takes more than one offseason to get to be able to do that. It happens. 
you're just hoping that as the season progresses, you know, more than six games, we start to see those steps forward to being able to become a more consistent team, whatever that ends up being, whether it's the continued effort on defense, which has been good, whether it's a team that is able to take advantage of more opportunities on the line or from deep, whatever it is, that's what you're just hoping to see as the season continues to go along. My next takeaway, defense is still really good, man. This is going to be the unit that is going to win the team basketball games. And it's going to have to win the team basketball games because until the Sun Devils are a more consistent team shooting deep and shooting from the line, there's only so much you can do when you start finding yourself in holes. So for the defense, it's very similar to the Sun Devils football team, right? Where your defense was playing so rock solid, but they can only do so much because the offense isn't able to put up points. This feels kind of like what we're seeing again this year from the Sun Devils basketball team. We saw this last year is they were not a high scoring team, but they were a very quality defensive team. And to start this year, they're top 40 across majority of major stats in the nation. This is a good defensive team. They might be a great defensive team by the end of the season, but they, the, the onus is on them right now to win these games. And I don't know how sustainable that is for a team that's got so many different faces and a team that is still trying to figure things out. Like if this is a team that was averaging 75 points a game, something like that, right? Maybe you'd feel a little more confident that you were going to be a more complete basketball team. But right now you're a low scoring team that is leaving a lot of opportunities up on the board. Like, come on. 58.1% from the line as a team, that's pitiful. That has got to improve. You've got to be able to convert those three points to 27.9% is not good enough. Once they start getting that going, this is a team that is going to be extremely competitive in the Pac-12 this year. I think there's an opportunity for ASU to once again be a top six team in the conference. Like It's more than attainable for them, but they've got to be able to to become a more consistent team offensively. Because right now, the defense is going to be what has to win the games right now. Final takeaway, it's a long ways to go, but it's a long season. There's there's a lot of stuff that needs to be improved on that we've talked about. There's a lot of good things that we've seen. Hopefully, as the season progresses, we begin to see guys really emerge. Like Jose Perez, he does a lot of good things for you. I think the biggest thing that you like about him is he's your most consistent shooter right now. Hopefully by the end of the year, he has really kind of seized that role as somebody who you can rely on to get you points on a consistent basis. He looks like he's already that guy, but you would love to see an uptick in his production. He's had two 20 point games this year. He's also been in single digits several times. Got to be consistent. Frankie Collins, the moment he can start being a big-time shooter, sky's the limit for a kid who's so good defensively. And then, of course, Jermiah Neal, superstar in the making, but we're still waiting for him to take that next step. We'll see what ends up happening, but that's kind of where I'm at through the first six games of the year. What do you guys think of the basketball team? Do you like what you've seen? Do you think there's a lot to improve on? Who's the best player you've seen so far this year? Let me know in the comments. You can hit me up on Twitter as well. 
at richiebrads 36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. I appreciate you guys as always for tuning in. Wherever you get your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on those notifications. I'll be keeping everybody in touch with everything that's going on with the transfer portal, everything that's going on with the basketball team, everything with the football team. We got a lot of stuff to cover. So make sure that you're subscribed, guys, and follow me on Twitter as well, RichieBrats36. I'll see you guys tomorrow as we begin the final month of the year. Till then, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sunday.